everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 146 of our show, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes bourbon disappear. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm bogling in the new year with some bourbon. Uh, this week's bourbon is Larceny. Uh, are you gonna are, we, are you gonna do like every week? Every week, like <laughs> well, uh, well, based on the bottle, the size of the bottle of larceny that I bought, the next like this month will be larceny every week. Yo, he bought the, he bought a size of liquor. It was like how food looks in video games. Yes, like yes. like like he bust open in, like a trash can, and it was yep. like this big bottle of larceny, I, half the size of his leg. I feel I feel like I'm Hagar. With this bottle of larceny. <laughs> I really do. I mean, this bottle of larceny. In, re- in real life, the bottle is like this big. Right. <laughs> Put your hands, make it look like it's this big. <laughs> Yo, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a ginormous bottle of, of uh, bourbon. Um, I, you know, while I do drink, I like to partake in bourbon uh, probably a glass every night and uh, maybe several on on, uh, on uh, podcast nights. But I don't drink that often. This bottle is going to last me for a while. I mean, with those cold Chicago nights, you're going to need all Word the up, son. It's coming back. We had a we oh, had a little reprieve. Back. Yeah, we it's had a reprieve. Back. Right. It is not coming back. It is back. We had a little reprieve over uh, the holiday, the two weeks for the holiday for so Christmas uh, that week, and then New Year's. It was nice. Uh, Tuesday going back to work, it was forty degrees. Wednesday going back to work after Tuesday, it was twenty degrees. So, and that was again before the wind chill, and now it's. I think the high for tomorrow will be ten. So, oh my god! Yes, unreasonable. I mean, the high yeah. today here in Milwaukee was six. Oh, okay, wow. that's dope. And it felt like negative twelve. Was yes, the, said on the news. Jesus. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the well, Midwest. Well, our, well, our resident weatherman, that man, that mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes math look good, makes science look good, makes gaming looks good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, and I've been inspired by uh, Cicero's uh, alcoholic tendencies. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a beer with the show. Oh, oh okay. this isn't fair. Uh, I, was, I came unprepared, but yeah, even you got crystal ne- light. <laughs> Even though it's negative eleven, this is Summerfest, so I so so I'm having oh. my own personal summer, which sounds like I'm having a hot flash, but I'm actually having a a, a Summerfest beer, so you know, which is way better than Hot ninety seven Summer Jam, which usually ends in a gunshot. Right, that well, is true. I, that is I, true. I, I never went to Summer Jam, you know, um, but you've been to Summerfest. Really I have a clear difference. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. you're, you're still alive. That's a, we already know you didn't go to summer jam, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I never went. It was, it's it's funny because all the people I grew up with, like you know, in in like the different cities, never went to summer jam. It was only people in the suburbs I knew that went to summer jam. So, oh, really? So like, was summer jam like mostly like suburban kids from I, Bergen not County? Where I was like, not, I, not where I was. Like, I never knew. A lot of people that that were big hip hop fans, or that oh. weren't <laughs> in the suburbs of Jersey, that 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 uh, went. So, 
It might be different in a New York though, where it was more like the everyday people went, but but in like Jersey, it was like yo, it was like it was like hundred dollar tickets or whatever. They was like nah, so. Literally every story after Summer Jam was like, yo, I got out of that shit alive. Yep. I'm so happy I didn't get caught in that. I didn't get caught in that fight, mm-hmm. or I didn't get caught in that rush down to the stage, yep. or I didn't get uh, my beer, some beer thrown at me, or something. It, it felt like people were coming out of jail when they right. came back from. Well, from you know, I mean, so back from right. So, jam. so part of part of the legend um, and the lore of Summer Jam was the fact that it was the only big venue in New York where you got to see hip hop. For like twenty years, yeah. Because you know there was, uh, you know there was a show at the Garden, and people started shooting, so there were no more hip hop shows at the Garden. Then they had a show at Nassau Coliseum, and people started shooting, so there were no more shows at Nassau Coliseum. And and then they had shows at Jones Beach, but they wouldn't allow people by the beach, so there were yeah. no more shows at Jones Beach. And then there was Westbury Music uh, Music Hall, and that joint spun around, and then like people got dizzy, and there was no more shows at Westbury Music Hall. And so Summer Jam was it. That was the only time you could get more than two thousand people together to watch hip hop in the in the metropolitan New York City metropolitan area. So when they got out there, they went. Bananas. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I stopped going to hip hop shows because there just was always some beef, some right. random beef. So I, either I would delegate, or either I would I would go to hip hop shows that either had really old artists, or or I would go to spots where there were just not a lot of people. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't going to be a lot of people at that concert. Like the one that I went to here in Portland, which was kind of dope actually, was the Chino XL Immortal Technique joint. Immortal and it was technique. nothing but white, it was nothing but young white kids at a mo- immortal techniques lyrics. joint. Did he beat them yo. up? Get on stage. I mean, yo, the dude is the most militant cat in hip hop. Yo. yo, but peep this though. He's the dope, dope son. thing about. But hold on, the crazy thing because my, my boy DJ's for him right now. Okay, shout out to DJ Static. Shout out to you, Static. Yeah, um, shout out to Immortal he, Technique. Yo, he's dope. Yo, they're killing it. So here's the crazy thing: they had the most progressive show. Had the most progressive hip hop show I've seen in a long time. Like they, t- like they were like, had conversations with the crowd about representation, uh-huh. about uh, 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 gosh, what else? What else happened? Uh, just like every, well, kind of like everything under the sun. It was like it was super political. Did they make all the like, bathrooms gender neutral? The bathrooms were gender ne- gender neutral, which was great. Right, uh, and it was like really like a real dope pump your fist kind of crowd that right. was all full of like under under twenty five white kids. Wow, who knew all the lyrics to all the Chino stuff <laughs> and I to mean, all the Immortal right. stuff. Like, that's yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Like yeah. uh, anytime I go to a hip hop show now in Chicago, like I'm not going to whoever the hip hop little little knuck knuck or whoever the the new artist is right now cheetah man um i'm not going to those yeah, shows man. but i'm going to hip hop artists that i know um that know how to enunciate and no diction and no uh language but so the crowd is people our age and older right and they're getting tired cuz the show always lasts late and white kids under 25 like yeah. that is that is the demographic is the craziest yeah. thing ever 
So uh, I so, love hip hop. So no, so, so no uh, little uh, Uzi Vert. Uh, nah, for, yeah, yeah, uh, nah, wait, yeah, no, what? yeah, no little pistol starter. I don't, I don't get, yeah, <laughs> what? Right, I don't get. These, I don't, wait, these have to be like right. extras in from Atlanta, right? I don't, so. I don't, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't have Banana Clips new album. I've 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 never wanted I've never wanted a a Def Jam style fight for New York game as much as I do just to beat up on these whack rappers that are out right now. You know, you know I I want a suplex I want a suplex future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sir, Sir dabs a lot. I mean, I don't need. I don't need. Any of that, yeah. The, the crazy thing is, like, even in that game, they had whack ass rappers in that game too. But the funny thing was, like, the game mechanics were so bad that you made you not think about the whack rappers. You, you had, had to play with. yo, son. The greatest thing about that game, yo, you know what? Honestly, honestly, real talk. Uh, all right, I'm looking at directly into the camera. Nintendo, I am talking to you. You need to re-release Def Jam Fight for New York on the switch because it, it it would become the most meta game ever because that game you had to hit people on the beat like you were getting beat by your mama didn't i tell you and it's the switch so it'd be like you getting beat with the switch why you playing the switch on def jam new york does this Done. count as a stubnostication? Is nah. a I mean, since this is the this is the forecasting show, um, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, they're having their God. their uh, announcement in like a week, so we'll see if they yeah. have a switch beating game. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> switch beating hip hop game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, oh, call know. it your your grandma's house. What, I want to know who the Hotep developer is that puts that shit out. Because it, it can only be a Hotep developer that puts that shit oh, out. It would man. have to be somebody who's like on some random. Like he had to be, he has to come from like that one, uh, at one church, the Atla Ministry Church in Harlem. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> With a Reverend Manning. Right. Yeah, Reverend Manning. Oh my God, that dude. Oh Homo Demons. Yo. He was like, what? Like, he would just say random shit. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Anyway. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a, a minute. Before we, all right, we went down this Def Jam fight for New York uh, rabbit hole. Here's, here's part of the I, list. I want Reverend Manning in that game. Right. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's the list of rappers from, from that game. Lil' Kim, Snoop. Okay. Lil' Kim, wait, Lil' Kim was in that game? Lil' Kim was in the game. Yeah. Snoop really? was in the game. As a fighter? Right, yeah. Snoop was in the game, and he wasn't even signed to Def Jam. Oh yeah, they they did not care. Right, I mean, low kid oh, was, wasn't either. Uh, uh maybe. Okay. <laughs> what, right. What was, right, what was, was Kim's powers? Was she a shapeshifter? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> she got she got lighter and just blended in with the oh, speed no, 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 background. <laughs> no, dude, this game came out when like low Kim. Kim was, was still black. Kim. Yeah, this is when low Kim was low Kim. Yeah. So <laughs> low Kim, Snoop, Meth, uh, Meth Man, uh, Red Man. Fat Joe, Joe Budden, Ice T, Exhibit. Fat Joe was fat. Yeah, when Fat Joe was fat. Joe Budden, Ice T, Exhibit, Nori, Ludacris, and who? I don't know who Crazy Legs is for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, Crazy Legs is from the Rocksteady crew. Oh, okay. Oh, the dancer. Yeah, he's not a rapper. Not oh oh. 
Uh, Bust- so wait, this had this had Fat Joe before he was selling Prime America. Yes, yes. No. Busta, Flav, Flavor Flav, and Sean Paul. <laughs> Dottie, <Not yet>. right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And and it also as well as the voices and likenesses of, of other celebrities such as Henry Rollins, Christopher Judge, Kamora Lee Simmons, Dmx. Keith Murray, Christina Milian, and Funkmaster Flex. Isn't that crazy that they didn't put DMX and Keith Keith Murray Murray as actual rappers in the game? Rappers in the game. (laughs) (laughs) But they put, oh wow. Crazy Legs. (laughs) They put Crazy Legs in there. Right. And Ice T. We can do it. This will be a great game to stream. I was just. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Oh, man. Was it. Did it come out? It was only. Was it on the. It was on the PS2 and the original Xbox. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, right. I may have, have to, to go that. find a PS2 yeah, in that yeah, game or something. Yeah. Mike Micah, help me find me a PS2 in that game. So I can Mike Micah has please. seven PS2s around him right now. I don't care he what he's Keith doing. He, like, in he's basement. in the bathroom right now. And there are seven PS2s just like hovering oh, around. <laughs> yes. Oh. Just hovering around him. Um, oh, there is if oh my God. everyone in their life, if they are so lucky needs to take a trip to other ocean uh their offices and and just see the wonderful museum of old school console gaming and just video gaming in general uh that is their office it's not and it pales in comparison to mike's own house yeah he has like the ridiculous stash of games and, yeah. and consoles yeah. and everything he he is basically a gaming Gaming history in and of itself yep. is like within his domain. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a really dope show last week. We had a really dope show. Our Game of the Year show uh, was was pretty fun. We had like a lot of cool stuff. We got some good feedback from folks back at, mm-hmm. back at Twitter land uh, and Facebook land. They said, you know, I don't know what the hell Kai's thinking about his No Man's Sky pick. <laughs> and I was like, that's not that's not nice. I don't appreciate you being mean to me. That's not nice at all. But it was a good conversation. Actually, a lot of we got a lot of um, reach back and a lot of um, reach outs from uh, the folks who won our awards. Um, so we had a lot of people on social media kind of like giving us some love. And they loved our uh, categories for this year. Mm-hmm. They, they gave us a lot of love uh, for those, which was which was fun because we take a lot of pride in the names of our awards a lot of folks were were happy about the jamiroquai they they really like that yeah so again thank you to everyone at home and uh everybody who's watching this uh who listened to the show and definitely checked it out and uh you know we definitely have some good stuff coming in 2017 we're gonna talk a little bit about that stuff this week we're also gonna do some predictions this week uh because there is a lot of stuff that's gonna happen in 2017 game wise um and i I guess anybody want to start and kind of jump off uh into the the deep end of the pool and, and, and talk about some of the stuff they think is going to be coming down the pipe for, for 2017. You know, any, anybody can jump in on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously as the, uh, as the Nintendo resident, uh, fan here, uh, super excited for the switch. Um, really just super excited for Nintendo in general, because even though, you know, they had a bad year console wise last year, when I was thinking about it, as a company, they really had a good year of wiping themselves clean of that and really, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. That's like a real visual, uh, wiping themselves with that, 
with with that Charmin, um, <laughs> and really making sure that even though they had like a, a horribly selling, failing console, their mm-hmm. name was like still in the news almost all the time for mostly positive things like Pokemon Go and Mario Run and even Mitomo for like a week. Um, and, yeah, true. and, and, and like for like these theme parks that they're setting up and all this stuff. So, you know, I feel like they've really, as I said before, they really put themselves in a place for people to be positively receptive if they deliver on the switch. Now on the 12th, they've confirmed that they're going to announce price that like, they're going to announce like the exact date in March. Um, and that right after that, they've confirmed just today that they're going to have another live stream after this one that's going to be just games just oh. like a deep look on games um so you know i'm just super excited i mean i think that they've done all the right things to prime people and to put people in a positive uh thought process about the future as opposed to you know to like uh, the wii u you know which which they've clearly trying to distance themselves from um, so yeah, I'm really excited for them. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think it's going to, well, I'll put it this way. I think the system itself is going to be good. My mm-hmm. main question is the price is, are they going to price it to attract people that wouldn't normally buy a Nintendo console? Um, or are they going to price it as more of a premium thing to, only appeal to the hardcore like Nintendo fans, but make a profit off off of them with a higher price. So I'm hoping that they go with the former, um, but they didn't do that with Mario Run. Like they kind of priced it really high, even though it did sell a lot. I mean, yeah, it did make some serious really numbers um, on Mario Run, but I still think that they could have gotten some better brand penetration if they, uh, you know, if, if if they lowered it a bit. So. Do you think, though, at this point that that there is a price point that Nintendo fans won't pay? Because I, I honestly don't think there is. Like, I think you could market something. You could you could pitch something to them at whatever price you want. And enough folks for who are in the Nintendo camp will just spend the money anyway. I, I don't think that uh, that you can say there's a price point or or the que- I don't think the question is, is there a price point that Nintendo fans won't pay? I think. The, the question really should be, what's a price that other people are going to pay? Not yeah. Nintendo fans are going to pay for this Nintendo product um, because they got their Nintendo fans with the Wii U. And what Nintendo discovered was there weren't enough of them. It, you know, there weren't enough hardcore Nintendo fans to to sustain a console. And, and you know, and that's that's part of the reason that this the switch has the, the marketing uh, arm of Nintendo has really changed. They, you know, they kind of done a 180 when it comes to uh, marketing the Switch. I've been strangely excited for Nintendo for the first time in, you know, seven eight years uh, as a result yeah. of the Switch. And uh, and you know, I'm tired of saying that damn name, Nintendo's new console. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, so yes, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I think, you know, reef reef, whether he realized it or not, I think he's hit the nail on the head for two of the really, really big, uh, releases for the year and talking about price, 
Um, you know, we've got two consoles coming out next year. Yep. And and price is really going to be a big factor into uh, into determining whether or not people are excited or or you know or or you know largely ambivalent to the two consoles the one being the switch uh nintendo's new console in march and and the xbox project scorpio in you know the later half of the year october november whatever it is I have, I have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reed. I, I, actually, I actually disagree with you. Um, oh, okay. I don't think prices. You disagree with for, you disagree with what you said. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with you in terms of the Scorpio. Um, I don't think that price is that important for the Scorpio, because Microsoft has said time and time again, we're making the most powerful console ever, and we're doing all these teraflops, and like we're gonna teraflop your mom in the face. Um, and like all that stuff. So I, I, I don't think that I think by using these words, they're priming people to say, yo, you drop in 500, $600 on this thing. If you want to be considered the premier gamer. And if you don't you got that, you got the one S which is awesome. I really think that they're going to price this thing high. I do. We'll, uh, we'll get to that later. Um, I, I have an argument. To shut all down on that, <laughs> okay. that little discussion. So, we're, but right now we're talking about Nintendo. We're talking about the early part yep. of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I obviously agree with what you said about what I said about what you said about what I said. Okay, right. Um, that, um, yeah, you yeah I think it. price is extremely important. To answer Kaz's question, I, I, I do think that um, Nintendo... Th- that the Wii U, all Nintendo fans did not buy the Wii U. Um, okay. And I think that's why it did fail. I agree that the hardcore, hardcore fans, of course, bought it day one, right? Right, right. right. But I know a lot of people that had bought, like, Nintendo's <clears throat> consoles since they were kids, and this is the first one that they didn't buy because Nintendo was so aimless without a market it. Um, at the beginning, it was priced really high, and you didn't get a lot of storage. Like, there was just a lot working against it. Um, and while I but, still think it had a great library, I think a lot of people just weren't willing to spend the money. Even if they liked the games, they weren't willing to spend that money on another console that would only play play those games. I mean, I think, again, like it, I, I think the thing that people usually kind of forget in the conversation about Nintendo products and especially Nintendo Nintendo consoles is that. You do have the the super hardcore fans that are always going to buy Nintendo stuff. There's the secondary market of folks who still want to buy a console for their kids or stuff like that. They still kind of are in the periphery, but they're not necessarily jumping in. But I think the difference is with the the stuff that we're going to talk about later with Scorpio and, and, and things like that is even if you buy, even if the, 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 the Switch is priced at a high price point, the amount of people that's going to go out day one and get one. And it's going to be so, I think it's going to be sold out for, for a holiday season. Like it's probably what? definitely going to be sold out for a holiday season. The switch or the Scorpio? The switch. Like for the, switch December, for the holiday. Like 2017. Cause isn't really? it coming out before? It's coming, no, it's out, coming out in March. Yes. I'm saying it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be, but that's, but that's the kind of telltale. I, sign. I agree it's with like, what is you're it, saying. Is it, is it going to be sold out during holiday season? Cause they're going to do the, fr- by that point it'll right. be out so for nine months. Yeah. But yeah, it'll but be that, a holiday gift. 
Absolutely. Okay. That's what I mean. It's like the the rush is going to be there for that. Like the the it thing that's going to be there is still going to be the Nintendo Switch. I doubt it's going to be wow. the same thing for the the Scorpio if it gets if it gets announced in between those times where it's going to be coming out before before holiday time. But what I'm trying to say is the the secondary market for third party games is something that people still can't overlook. And I think that that's the thing that no matter what people say about the kind of uh, uh, disparate way that they did everything on the marketing side between the weird skews and the lack of memory that they had. And and people will talk about the library, but I'm like, the library is still fairly small in comparison to the stuff that you get on the other consoles and PC because they just don't have that third party support. Right. And that third party support is what is what sustains you when you before you get your next first party title. Right. And until they get that stuff under underfoot and like really laid out in a good way, they're still going to lag behind in a lot of ways. So it's like the the Scorpio, no matter how much how much how much it costs, people are still going to go buy that because it's the the biggest strongest one on the block. So we'll see. We'll see. We have a lot of stuff to see when that uh that new Switch video comes out when the new, you know, Will Smith video and the new <laughs> Nintendo video. Yo, what if they have Will Smith on the video? I, what if Jay? What if Jay comes out? What if Jay comes out and just spits some abstract rhyme about Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean, Will Smith needs a win after that turd that he had uh, for uh, uh, collateral or whatever the hell oh, that is, movie was. Is, is that bad? Oh man, it got horrible reviews. Hey, he looks, beauty? yeah, yeah. He looks, he looks like, uh, you know, he looks like he was, he was sipping the sauce a little. When uh, when, when we saw, when we start doing our after show stuff, whenever <laughs> that happens, we need to talk about Will Smith and how he plays Will Smith in every movie. Yeah, oh, y'all not gonna hate on my man Will Smith. Yo, I love except the dude. Yo, I love the cat, but except for After Earth. But right. I love Jada. everything oh. aside from After Earth. Yo, like but I mean, Will Smith does the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. That's the. I want to I see Will Smith play Denzel in his movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see I want to see that switch. I want to see when, I want to see Denzel play Will Smith and Will Smith play, play Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> yes. In their, in their biopics. <laughs> face I want them face to off too. <laughs> oh, yes. Face off too with Denzel and Will Yo, Smith. Yo, with Denzel and Will Smith. Yo. Yo. <laughs> I, Done. That's it. Done. That's it right that would, there. It's done. That would be make it, dope. make it. Yes. Oh, uh, man. All right. Yeah. So produced, produced by John Woo and John Singleton. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, man. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the best so, podcast ever. So I'm uh, so I'm going over uh, a list. Uh, so I think I think the first thing is we should talk about anticipations and then talk about predictions. Um, I'm calling an audible right on the show. Let's agree upon Nicely it. Done. Break. Nicely All right. Omaha, Omaha. Um, so I, I'm going over a list of, of games that are to be released in the first quarter of 2017. Uh, I had to think about that for a second. And uh, one that one that jumped out to me that that will be out uh, this month, allegedly in January at the end of the month. On Steam and PS4 is Dragon Ball, uh, D- Dragon Ball, Double Dragon Four, Double Dragon yeah, Four, on huh. on uh, on Steam and PS4. It is uh, in the eight bit mode. It's for the thirtieth. It coincide with the thirtieth anniversary of double of the release of the original Double Dragon. Um, 
I am assuming on the Nintendo and the NES, not the arcade version, uh, which came right. out before. And this is definitely an 8-bit reimagining, or not even a reimagining, but a, but a uh, the third sequel in the Double Dragon, you know, uh, the rich lore of Double which Dragon. Which is so dumb, because there was a Double Dragon 4 already right. for Super Nintendo. It was one of the Super Double Dragon. Right. It was one of the launch. I think it was one of the early games because I had a shitload of slowdown in it for the Super Nintendo. Um, and there was a horrible Double Dragon 3, which is one of the worst. Right. <laughs> like, it was just a terrible game. Right. A Bobo. So, Right, um, but uh, it's still I'm, one of the best but, enemy names of any of any game ever. <laughs> a bobo, anyway. Um, but, but but you know what? I'm strangely not excited for this game, man. Oh, and I love I'm, double. Yeah, like I I love Double Dragon. Right. Um, I played Double Dragon two for the NES probably once a year because I love that game. Right. Um, Double Dragon Neon I thought was a great zany kind of take on the Double Dragon world. I've even played like Battle Tools versus Double Dragon, which is a weird game. Um, but I'm I, like, I they're gonna really have to su- surprise me for this one because I just have that strange feeling that it's gonna be pretty mediocre. That it's gonna, you know, that they're just kind of using the license to generate some buzz, and it's gonna be a mediocre game. Yeah. I mean, they do that often, though, right? Where they they bring back an old franchise that's coming up on its anniversary, like you saw with Mega Man. Mega Man right. didn't really do that well. Well, uh, well, there was Mighty Number no. Nine, and then there was the Mega Man Collection, um, and yeah. the Mega Man Collection didn't. I think it didn't get the marketing that it deserved, but by all accounts, uh, critically, the Mega Man Collection was very, very well received. Um, Mighty, no, I mean, it was it was a really good re uh, it was a really good recreation, right, of that whole series. Shout out to Frank Cifaldi and yes. the rest of those cats who did that. Yes. Um, but I think that that style of game, as you see with the Mighty Number no. Nine issues, which had numerous things that went along right. with that, did it, some of these games don't they they resonate in terms of nostalgia, but I don't think in terms of mechanics, they still give people that specific itch. Like the interesting thing is to watch the folks who are in the speed running. Uh, uh, genre uh, in, in game space mm-hmm. where you see a lot of those folks they attach themselves to these particular games because those mechanics are specifically connected to what they do as far as you know the kinds of games they like to play and what they're using those games for right. but I think if you ask people if they really want to go back to a game that is that kind of antiquated style a lot of times people don't want that they say they do right but in in like Agreed. reality it doesn't really work out that way right. well well yeah i mean i've i've said that several times on the show that that people love uh reminiscing about nostalgia more than they enjoy consuming it um and yeah. and that you know and that is that's a problem you know because people will talk really loud like you said about wanting this thing from yet from their past until that thing actually comes out, and then they're like, "Eh, I'm kind of over it." Um, you yeah, know, I mean, but- it it just means that you have to do it in a creative way, like Double Dragon Neon and right, like Doom. Right. I thought that was one reason why sure. Doom was so successful because people were just expecting it to be just a nostalgia kind of ripoff, and right. they just made an entirely new game that. Right. Shouted out to it, but it was an entirely new experience. Yeah, like, I mean, that, and that's you have that's, to do that, right? And that's why 
Doom worked well and DuckTales didn't. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that they're correlating, yeah. they're correlating uh, properties, but it's, but it is that type of thing. Um, you know, what, what I, I kind of want to point out is, um, at least on the, the schedule, what a great early part of the year, January and February, the PlayStation 4 is going to have. Because, you know, so not only do you have, uh, Double Dragon 4, um, which mm-hmm. you know, I'm not not expecting a lot of great things from. Uh, but Gravity Rush Two is something that I am expecting great things from. I'm really excited about Gravity Rush Two uh, coming to the PS4 and moving its way from the Vita to to the console. Um, that that may be something that's that's really big um, to all of those people that love this series. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8. Final chapter prologue is, <laughs> is coming out. Um, you know, listen, it takes 16 hours just to finish saying the name of the title. Uh, so you know, get, get out of here with that. Um, but also Yakuza, Yakuza 0 is also coming to the PS4. And, and then you've got, uh, for some reason, Digimon World Next Order is coming to PS4 only. But in February, Niho, uh, which is the new game from Team Ninja, and For Honor, I mean, not For Honor, and Horizon Zero Dawn will, will be coming out uh, for, you know, these are exclusive titles for the PlayStation 4. So February looks like it's going to be a, a pretty, good, pretty good month for mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation 4 exclusives. So I'm... I'm Really excited for what uh, what PlayStation fans have finally have to play, uh, and, you know, for their console. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about Horizon. Yeah, but my thing is, I don't think they should show anything else from that game. Well, I, mean, yeah, I feel they like they, not show stuff. like they've shown a lot. They've done like sort of a deep dive on it. Um, right. I know enough. I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion because fans always want more, and then they complain that they got more. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But to me, it's it's like yo, just surprise. Like we already know it's robo dinosaurs or whatever it is. Right. Like it's it's intrigued me enough that I don't want to see any more of it. Absolutely. Um, so I'd rather. Them- I do. I do want the folks from Horizon to come on the show though. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but the game looks awesome. Like they've been showing it for a few years now. Um, it looks amazing, and I cannot wait for that game. Cannot. I have a quick question for both of you, actually. Mm-hmm. So, Double Dragon, we're kind of like meh on, right? right? Yeah. What game would you like to see get a reprieve in this space? Like, if there was a way, if there was a game that you could put, pick out of the box and pull it back out of the old bin and have a new version of it, what would it be? So, are we are we talking a a reimagined version of the game? You know, made for twenty seventeen. Or are we talking about in the same style of the old game? Here's a new game, like in the neon Double Dragon neon kind of vein. Like, what, what would it what would it be a good game that you would like to see kind of get one of those treatments? Oh, uh, you know what? Easy, easy call for me. Um, I just in in any way, shape, or form, and we may be getting something similar to that in For Honor, which will also be coming out in February. But uh, Bushido Blade. Um, Bushido Blade, I think, is is uh, is un 
underrated in a way that uh that really really kind of is i don't know it's kind of criminal because it was just like you could you could one hit kill people in a fighting game and then uh but then you you know you could actually uh disable limbs and you could do all sorts of crazy things and it was just a really difficult game in a time where people weren't weren't expecting this type of game so i would love to see what people would be able to do with with that property today uh bushido blade was dope reef what, what about you oh man um if we're strictly sticking are we strictly stick on oh, no, not an 8-bit because bushido blade is an 8-bit game um i would say i would love a good um and this has kind of come from me playing a lot of axiom verge like a good two-dimensional metroid game mm. which i guess is a it's not quite i think what you're asking because you're asking for like a game that hasn't been worked on at all um and they've had 3d metroids as of late but i want just a good classic 2d um game with all sort of the fancy graphics and music and stuff that they have now i thought axiom verge was a great basically homage 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 i don't really know how to say it um how many homage how many grits um to to a metroid but i would really love i mean i don't i have no idea why like nintendo is kind of you know like you talked earlier Kyle, about kind of like the you know how their third party support has been like really weak and it's like they need to at least be focusing on a lot of their main franchises and metroid is one that's kind of lingered off um and yeah i would love to see just a good 2d game um you know that was really immersive and didn't kind of have you know some of the things that really got away from other m in terms of the bad voice acting and that kind of stuff like oh yeah you know so um yeah that's that's what i would love to see nice. and, and, and 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 I, I i honestly think that that would like sell switches like if they were like we're dropping with a new <laughs> <laughs> that damn name, man. I'm sorry. With a with a new 2D Metroid game, then like yeah, grandma would be like, get that switch, switch right? Get that switch now. Go to the back and get that switch. <laughs> we should do we should do a black version of a Nintendo commercial. Oh my for gosh, switch. yeah. And then <laughs> the race to Reggie would be lost forever because <laughs> I'm not sure he would appreciate that. Although I'm not Nintendo sure Nintendo would shut us down so <laughs> <Right>. quick. <laughs> Oh, we oh. should still do it though. Fuck right? It. Yeah. Fuck it. That, um, so, fantastic. so what? But no, what, I, I, what would you like to see <laughs> redone, Ka? Yeah. I got three games. I want to see Double Dribble. <laughs> I would love to see a Double Dribble <laughs> game come back. Okay. I would love to see a Bad Dudes game come back. Word. Okay. okay. I like Bad Dudes. Right. Bad Dudes is great. Who's bad? Um, Just punching yeah. ninjas in the face. It's great. Yo, Dragon Ninja. Uh, and the third one was one that I just forgot. Okay. It literally jumped out of my head. Okay. I'd, oh, well. I did think of one since like Metroid is a bit of a cheat. I will think of one. I would love to see a new Spy Hunter. Uh, yeah, so... Shut your mouth if there's anything. If there's yeah, anything you can't say anything bad about no, Spy no, Hunter. No, 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 I wasn't yeah. going to say anything bad about Spy Hunter, but... I, so they they brought Spy Hunter back for the Xbox. It was real Yeah, bad. but, like, it yeah. wasn't the overhead... 
No, no, version, no. It wasn't. Right? It, was like, it wasn't the. Iso- no, they did. They did one that was like that. Type, no, they did was like that. Isometric. There was a. There was an action was like movie. A, there was an yeah. action game based loosely based on the movie starring The Rock that was supposed to come out. Oh my god! Called oh, Spy right. Hunter. Oh right. Well, that, oh, I remember what the game. I mean, was. which was, was based was, on the game. Okay. Right. I remember what the game was. It was. It was Smash TV. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. I want I want a Smash TV. Smash I want to reimagine great. Smash TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh so uh again, you know, this is the Mike Micah Frank Cifaldi episode. Mike Micah is <laughs> partially responsible for um for the Smash TV coming to the in the Midway Arcade Classics. If you guys could get yes. any of those uh, I think there were two or three volumes of those. Um, they had some of my f- most yes. favorite arcade games in them. And uh, and then also museum pieces, if you looked at the extras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smash TV was, was prominently featured. And the three-player Rampage. Nice. Oh, right, right. right. Which right, we'll yeah. probably wind up seeing. That's This is a hashtag stepnostication right now. We will probably see a Rampage video game being released soon, if not this year, early next year, to coincide with the Rampage full-length feature film that is being released Um, by a prominent director. um, M. Night... (laughs) M9- right, oh, right. Yeah, I was about to say M night too. I was about to say M night too. I was just about to say M night. Uh, uh, I want I want M night. I want Rampage to have Mark Wahlberg. It's like it. it's it's like either M night or like Uwe Boll. Uh, yeah, no, Uwe it's, Boll's it's not, not doing movies anymore. It's not Uwe Boll. It's it's actually like some right. Uwe, well, Uwe cursed people out and was like, "I'm not making movies anymore." Wait, man, I I I am Team Ralph and Rampage. I always played as Ralph. Lizzie's Ralph. Lizzie's dope. Ralph is like the like wolf, kind of yes. like the wolf okay. looking dude, the gray wolf looking dude. The George right. Ralph and Lizzie. There you go. Um, I also really enjoyed um, Rampage World Tour. Uh, that was, was good. Kind of like the sequel. Oh to yes, it. yes, yes. Rampage um, World Tour was also in an arcade classic. It was really good. Yeah. It had a nice humor to it. The yes. first one didn't have. It was really dope. That was actually really good. That yeah. was a good game. That was yeah. Good game. Um, um. So let's let's so let's all right. So the director is Brad Payton, who nobody knows, but he was the director of San Andreas, starring oh, Dwayne the Rock movie Johnson. I didn't see where like the Rock defeats an earthquake. Right. Yes. Like, I, did, I did not well, see that movie. <laughs> well, he is also directing the Rampage movie, and the only person slated to star in it so far is Dwayne Rock Johnson. But it's scheduled to be released in 2018. So. It's just going to be him playing Rampage for yes. two hours. Yes. <laughs> I would pay money to see. Oh that. my gosh! I'd pay money to okay. see. Okay. So 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 let's think about. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Nintendo stuff. Sure. You also dug a little bit into PlayStation stuff. Um, anything on the? You know, we kind of poked at uh, Microsoft a little bit. Um. Any any thoughts about you know what? Here's a good one. What do you think, Scorpion? Scorpion, come over <laughs> get here. over here. What do you think? What do you think, Scorpio is going to launch with? All right. Well, so first off, as the resident uh, Microsoft 
Emerald guy here. Uh, first things first, I want to say I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Halo Wars 2 releasing in the first quarter of in February of 2017. Um, mm-hmm. It is going to be a game that I think will review very, very well, but will sell the polar opposite of that. Um, no one wants that game. I think it'll well, sell well. It just won't sell like a Halo game. So, I, I, there's RTS a big community for Halo Wars. The, 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 the Halo Wars community Halo Wars. is big. The RTS community on the consoles is not as big as it as. That's what I'm saying. But right. it's like all but, they have, right? But it's like, it's a great it's a great yeah. title. Um, Halo Wars was was really was underrated, and uh, I think that they've got so they've got some some new muscle behind Halo Wars too. I think it's going to be a really good game. But you've got to like RTSs. In order to you know, in order to plunk down sixty bucks on Halo Wars two, here's a question for Bukago: If you are into RTSs, ha- and if you've played any RTSs on console, has have any of them actually made the transition over to console well? Halo Wars did. I don't think because I don't think Halo Wars Halo Wars did either though. I I mean I I'll, I'll leave it out to the community because okay. I I've pl- I've played it enough to feel like it didn't really have the kind of thing like in the same conversation that we're having about MOBAs being more of a PC thing. Right. And seeing how some, seeing how smite translated over to console fairly right. well and how Paragon mm-hmm. translated to its console really well. Mm-hmm. I just like, there's too many micromanaging yeah. things that you have to do in an RTS for that genre of game to move over to console. Well, it's, like, it's no very one difficult. has mapped it out. No one has mapped out the, 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 the controller well enough to get that thing done. Right. So, Halo Wars is not good. It's going to sell two copies. I'm calling it. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. So, uh, launch yeah, title. I, I, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Reef. I'm sorry. I, I will say that um, I remember playing at GDC uh, RTS called Tooth and Tail, which, which they said would possibly come to consoles, which was like a simplified RTS. I yes. think that's really the only way that you can really nail it on consoles if you just remove some of the more complicated stuff. But. We should reach out. We should reach back out to them because they that game was actually really fun. It I was played awesome. that on on the live stream and was yeah. terrible on it. Right, but it, yeah. was, it was good though. It was good. I liked that. Yeah, we should definitely reach out to them. So, um, uh, yeah. So games that that I think will um, be launch titles for the Scorpio. Um, the first party first party titles will be um, Forza Seven. Forza Motorsport 7, and um, my hope is Crackdown 3, but I'm not uh, so sold on the fact that Crackdown 3 will be available um, when when the Scorpio comes out, but it should be. Uh, so mm-hmm. those, those two definitely, um, and possibly Cuphead. Um, I think Cuphead probably should come really? out in... It it probably should come out in a late summer, you know, late summer September air time that time around around Labor Day, but if it slips, it will be something that they'll throw in as a first party game that you can you know that you'll you'll only be able to play on uh, on the Xbox you know Xbox family and will be optimized for Scorpio. Although I don't think that it really needs it, but. Crackdown, Crackdown Three, and Forza Motorsport Seven are are definitely going to be showpieces for uh, that new piece of hardware. Okay, so, so so I think I misunderstood the question when you said what it would launch with. I thought you meant like 
what new games would it would come out basically concurrent with the launch? Yeah, that's a, oh, mean, that's not first party or or well, any, I mean anything. Oh, like well, like, Red like Dead when 2 you go buy that game, when you go buy that console, what are the games you're gonna pick up? Oh, uh, I'll be I'll be picking up. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what I'm I'll be picking up. I'll be picking up uh, NBA uh, 2K18. I'll be picking up uh, maybe Red Dead 2. Um, and uh, I'll be picking up wow. Crackdown 3 and probably Forza. Here's a, here's an interesting thing because the games that you kind of shared, I, I that that lineup weirdly doesn't really do much for me, except for Red Dead, which I don't think is coming out this year, uh, which I don't think is coming out in 2017. Okay. But um, okay. and Crackdown, Crackdown of the th- of the games you talked about, Crackdown is the one that I actually would really like plunk down money for. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm kind of hoping is that Microsoft figures out some way, somehow, to get a new IP in the mix. Because I think that that's the thing that they are really sorely missing right now. Like, whenever, and this is not just, this is not because I'm not a, a huge car game fan, sure. but anytime I hear kind of Forza jump into the into the fray and every console that comes out for Microsoft is like, we got a new Forza game. It's like Gran Turismo on the, on the PlayStation right. brand. It's like, I'm like, Come on, y'all! You, like this, got to be something else. But you know why? Because they're while while they're not great. Like the Forza Horizon series aside, because I think they're transcendent. They, they they you know they've reached another another mm-hmm. level on, on from that perspective. But the right. the racing games are the easiest games to to sh- to use as showcase pieces. Yeah, sure. Um, yes. f- when you when you launch a new piece of hardware, but it's but here's a, here's the one thing though about that. See, and I and and I and I agree with you. Right. And that the the problem is there's but so much shinier your cars are going to get at this point. Like that's the oh, weird part. I about don't know, it. man. No, Racing games, it, I feel like, can always right. get better. Right? Yeah, they can right. always get better. Right. Dude. Man, right. it feels like I, like I it's it, I mean things at this point are so photorealistic. And sure, you can get even more photorealistic. Right. Well, that's the thing. But, but it's I don't know. I feel it, like I, we it, say that every generation. Exactly. We say, this is the most exactly. photorealistic, and then the next one's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, it, this is the more photo- right. like racing. Right. I mean, I mean, well, here's yeah. the thing though. So, like, we always see those those like uh, Nvidia demos, right? When they have you know CES or they have you know E3, and they right. have the like, here's what we're pumping out at like 17 gigawatts of gigaflops, right? Right. And it looks super great. And, you know, we were at, we were in the audience when Epic had their thing and they did the motion capture, the face capture stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. And that translated one to one with the with the stage actor. That, that was, was amazing. Which doing their stuff. Right. So that stuff is like different on the kind of like computational stuff. It's like making the games uh, better in some way. The pretty version of it, like we are going to hit the uncanny valley in some way with cars too. Like, I think we're going to get there that are on the things that are not animate objects that are, are going to get there. We're, and it's not going to really be that big of a step that we're going to really like jump into it and be like, God damn, like we're not going to get anything that looks like guardians of the galaxy. You're missing, Ooh. you're missing the, the 4k part portion of that. Yeah. And you're missing a long way and, to go, man. Right. And, and, uh, you know, you touched on it with the computational stuff. It, that stuff really matters, and and the thing about it is that you can 
you can translate that really well in in car video games because you're 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 able to immediately translate what's happening on the screen into real life for the user you know mm. most users most gamers have ridden in a car before you know the vast majority of them have driven a car before so they yeah. understand that experience and they understand this, the experience of speed passing by them and if you can show that in a way that makes them feel like it's the actual thing that's what sells it that's what sells it mm-hmm. and and you're you're underselling and it, you know it's the thing that we can't see uh there're two things that two technologies out right now that really aren't uh translatable on the computer screen one is vr and the right. other is this higher fidelity that you're getting with 4K. Most people don't have uh, the ability to reproduce 4K in their home uh, via YouTube, you know, on their monitors or what have you. By the time the Scorpio comes out, anyone that's bought a TV in 2017 will have bought a a 4K TV. By the time African-American Friday rolls around 2017, the vast majority, 80%, of the televisions that will be sold probably even more so than that will be 4k televisions so so being able to be an early adopter and have a 4k tv in your home and showing a friend this is what this generation is supposed to be that is that is what this is really all going to be about I'll let Reef, you got the last word before we hit the break. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, cons- I mean, piece, the, the most powerful gaming PCs right now can't do native 4K in 60 frames a second. So there's a long way for consoles to go to even hit that. Um, there's a long way for PCs to go to hit that. So there's still a lot that we have to get. And by the time they're able to get to 4K 60, there will probably be another resolution <laughs> that is becoming popular <laughs> with TV. So it'll mm-hmm. be a perpetual catch-up game. Right. Um, as far as the franchises, I do think Microsoft does try to have new franchises, as Sony does. I, just don't, I, I think that we tend to only remember the successful ones, right? I mean, Microsoft just tried with ReCore, right. you know, which mm-hmm. I agree was an awesome idea, and I do want to go back to try it. But when I played it, I was so bored with it after two hours. Even right. though it looked good, um, and then I heard all these like reports that the game was like unfinished, like people just it just <laughs> seemed to end, and they were like glitching into dungeons that weren't in the game, and all kind of weird stuff. Um, you, 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 you know, you know. I mean, I do think that there are new franchises. It's just that they haven't been as successful with them. And when you look at the numbers, it's the old steady ones that sell for both for everyone. Like Nintendo depends on theirs, Sony depends on their Naughty Dog stuff, you know, and their Gran Turismo stuff, and Microsoft depends on Halo and Gears and all that stuff. Like, like that stuff is always going to get the green light because as much as we might want originality, you know, being sort of, you know, like a gaming podcast and being, I think, I guess not representative of the average gamer, people just want the same shit. 
but but like yeah. prettier and nicer. And sometimes I want the same shit, you know. Like I'm, I can't wait until Last of Us Two comes out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and like I jumped on Gears Four as soon as it came out. You know, so like yeah, I mean there, th- that is always gonna move the needle. Um, so I think that Xbox One will definitely be highlighting the same old shit, but it's gonna look incredible, and their target audience is gonna buy it. Like, like the upper tier of console gamers are gonna buy it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, good point, man. A good point. Before we hit the break, I think we're gonna move the needle uh, to our ad break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. This is episode one forty six of the Swanami Podcast. We have more dopeness after the break. We'll be right back after this. And the box with a capital G, ball in the beat. Status Chris Paul or John Wall in the league. Grab a mic, till the knuckles will bleed. Cause I believe the potent and I'm potent. Have you geek like speed? If rationale is natural, I will weave. It's all edges and peace. Set and press me on a permanent speed. I'm in the world with my princess player. And she feel I'm a Vader. And my lore grows greater and greater. Pim trails drop poisonous vapors. Have you shaking like Gator. Pin trail, nigga, process to data. Blu-ray wave, follow a beta. I DVR for later. Cop a masa with a G to my waiter. You can't define Welcome back, everybody, to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 146 of our show. Uh, you just heard some dope, dope. What was that? Music? <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. That was This Generation from the new Tri Called Quest album. We have it from here. We got it from here. That's what I think it is. Yeah, we got it from here. Thank you for your yeah. service. Yeah. Thank you Tribe for represent. your service. Yeah, Tri Represent. Yes. Yeah, we might be doing a little bit more of that in 2017, too. So get ready for that. Um, So, see, I know we're going to be doing some predictions on the second half of the show. I want you to kind of start it off and let folks know about some of the things you're hoping for and hoping to see come out in 2017 as well. I'm not going to give everybody everything all at once because, you know, I am the great hashtag stubnosticator. Um, but uh, so this is the way we're going to do it here in Chicago. We're going to give each uh, two predictions. We're going to go one at a time. Uh, one prediction, then the next person goes, and then the, the last person goes. So two predictions and one stretch prediction. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, something that's completely out of, out of the ballpark, but it can't be a safety pick either. Aliens so, will invade. All right. Well, there you go. If you're That's playing elite, stretch. if you're playing elite dangerous, aliens have invaded. <laughs> so uh, check check that out. Uh, shout out to Frontier, um, Frontier Developments, because they're they're really dope. Um, anyway, uh, let's start the predictions. I will start the predictions with um, hashtag subnostication number one. The Nintendo Switch will release at a price point of two seventy nine ninety nine. Yes, I know. And a hush came over. <laughs> right, the right. Crowd. And a hush came over yeah, the crowd. Like, this what? is why. This is why. So um, it won't be two forty nine ninety nine. Um, I think that's. I think that's the price point that they should hit. But I don't yeah. think that they. I don't think that they will. Uh, but they but they realize I don't think that they can necessarily afford to do that, but they realize that coming in at the same price point as the 
current gen consoles, the current gen baseline consoles is not something that uh, will be economically viable for them. So uh, to hit a price point somewhat lower than that with the new hotness is something that I think their marketing team will look at and say, this is what we need to do. Uh, This is what will work for us. And we all know that Nintendo just does whatever the hell they want to do. So I say two seventy nine ninety nine. Uh, Reef, what do you got? Okay, uh, I, w- I want to do this like Price Is Right, like okay. two seventy nine ninety eight. Right, <laughs> <laughs> one dollar. Right. Um, um, okay, so my first prediction, uh, and I don't have a fancy hashtag, um, but my first prediction will be that in twenty seventeen you will be able to buy a virtual reality headset for your PC for $300. Wow. Wow. I I think that... Um, you sure that wasn't your stretch one? No, it's not my stretch one. I think particularly for Oculus, who we know is facing a storm of negative publicity from both their founders that are, you know, obviously Palmer Lucky... And they got, you know, people being arrested and all kind of stuff. I think they will begin to feel the pressure. I think the niche of people that really want VR, that l- l- like the kind of the um, the early adopters such as myself, have already got it. They don't really have anyone else to sell it to at this point. And I think that both Oculus and HTC will drastically reduce the price, especially because they're most likely working on newer versions of the hardware that will probably come out in 2018. Hmm. So I do think that you'll be able to get in, I guess not super affordable, but definitely way more affordable than it is now where you got to drop basically 800 bucks to get a VR, uh, you know, a VR headset. So, so um, I, I don't think the PSVR will change price. Um, but I think that, that like for the PC that you'll be able to get in, um, at a much lower price, sixty percent off. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think it's going to be a massive drop, because because I think it's priced right now for early adopters. Sure. Like they're getting what they can now. Like they're fleecing now. Right. And then they're going to be like, all right, we need to sell this to more people. Uh, mm. We got to drop it. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will round out the the trio. I think before twenty seventeen is over, a new skew. Of the PSVR will come out. I think they will either figure out a new form factor or they will do something with the breakout box that will maybe make that smaller Mm. or with the uh, kind of um, wireless VR stuff that we're seeing at CES and a couple other places now uh, with the the, the Vive and Oculus that they will maybe will figure out a way to get a new wireless sensor into the PSVR. So I think that that's a good one. Wow. Oh, and that's not my stretch. What? Wow. Ooh. Okay. Look at look at y'all going 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 for it. Hey man. Trying to come for the crown. It. Trying yeah. to come for the hashtag. Hash Buster Tag. Buster Rhymes face. Right. Whatever. Right. I call it the pound sign still. I still yeah. call it the pound sign. That's right. Pound. Oh my god. You can't you cannot call it the pound sign. <laughs> the right. pound sign. Please press the pound sign. Uh so uh hashtag Stubnostication number two. It's all console centric right now. I will say that the Microsoft 
Scorpio, Project Scorpio, will release sub $500. And I am hashtag subnosticating $399.99. What? Wow. So, that has to be your stretch. <laughs> so, that's, that's, that is a stretch. So um, this, is th- this is what I'm basing it on. Now, bourbon. Right. <laughs> larceny. That larceny uh right. got me linked. Um linked. So uh Phil Spencer has already come out and said that this will be a premium product. Um he has come out and said that it will have a premium price, but he has also said we we have seen the market and we know what a premium price console is. And we are prepared to sell you a premium price console. Now, when the Scorpio releases in October, November of uh, 2017, the PS4 Pro will have been on the market for almost a year or a year, depending on when this console releases. You know that it will have a price drop. It will drop in price at least 50 bucks. Um, so you'll be able to get a PS4 Pro for at least $350. Uh, they can't be that much more expensive, again, because while the specs on the paper will, you know, they're more teraflops and you have more memory and you have more of this and you have more of that, they don't translate to anything unless people can actually see the difference. And if you can't see the difference, it's hard to get people to pay the difference. So if you've got something that's more powerful, that comes out at the same price point one year after your your competitor's product came out, that is the, the marketing, that is the way to marketing success uh, at the, for console manufacturers and and two gamers and two early adopters. So I say three ninety nine ninety nine uh, will be the price. Maybe they'll take a loss on it because there will be a lot of technology in it. But this is the thing that they need to do in order to make sure that they can grab a foothold on this premium part of this generation. Damn, that's pretty good. Okay. okay. You made you made you made a good case for Thank that. Thank you. But that's a, that's a crazy price, dude. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I, I do this. I do this. Oh, oh, mark man. the date. Mark the time. Hashtag stubnostications are back in the building for 2017. What, son? I really just want a bat to fly through your right. Head. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I want a messenger bat right, to be right. like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the Bruce, brief, brief, what, what's your second Bruce Wayne of Chicago. My second one is that a bat flies through this room. <laughs> There's oh. another bat in 2017. I'm gonna fucking die. Bats that would be so good. Anyway, bats wait. Do we count? Wait. Do we count that bat as a guest of? Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yes. In 2016, right. like that was a guest. All right. Um. All right. So my prediction, um, is that the Nintendo Switch, uh, will launch. At two fifty, hmm. um, but because of that price, that Nintendo will um, it will not be a financial success out of the gates. 
um, mm. because they will lose money on the consoles when they sell when they sell them. Um, I do think that at the, by the end of the year it will be a success, but I think it's going to be a rough early going. I think just the way that the industry is, you know, they're really looking at that day one stuff. I don't think it's going to fly off the shelves. I think people are going to doom and gloom it. But I do think by the end of the year, it will be, you know, the hot gift, like the library will be built up. Um, people will be buying it. So I think it will be an overall success. But um, I think that it's going to launch at 250 and it's not going to be a blockbuster, um, you know, for the for for a q1 or a q2 wow okay that's good to, that's good to know out there because that's gonna if that drops and that's real that's gonna be pretty big because yeah. i think I, if weird like 250 doesn't sound like a price that hurts you know what i mean right. i think for from i think it, it's kind of, these things are expensive man i think 250 is a hard it, it's like even though the even though the you know obviously like Nintendo consoles are significantly underpowered, I think a lot of the money that comes though is the research and paying the people and all that stuff, right? Like that's really what they need to recoup by selling the by selling hardware. Like it's not necessarily always just the money that goes into actually acquiring the you know more advanced um, you know chips and all that stuff. So I. I think 250 is tough to sell a, a, a new brand new piece of hardware for. Well, and the other thing the other thing you got to remember is uh you know these these consoles have been sold for a loss historically um but they make their money back on licensing fees and Nintendo can't bank on that because third parties aren't aren't uh developing for their console. So they're not going to yeah. get they're not going to get those licensing fees back. Now, now I will say that there have been a lot of third parties that have committed to the Switch, like a lot, and I've been really encouraged by that. Mm, mm. But if you remember the beginning of the Wii U's cycle, same thing. Also, right. Electronic Arts and Bethesda, right. you know, um, Ubisoft. And a lot of these right. large companies were making games and all that stuff, and after like three months, they were like deuces. Right. <laughs> um, so. So, like, while I'm encouraged by it, I don't take it as a binding thing. I mean, companies are going to do what makes them money. Right, and if absolutely. they don't see a return quickly, um, unless Nintendo, which I think they should do, is kind of giving them a little bit of cash. Like, yo, just, like, rock with us for a year, man, right. like, no matter what. <laughs> we got you, um, We got you. Right. you I know, ain't forgot like, about like, you, though. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my... Uh, Predictione, uh, Kyle, what's, what's, what is your number two? I predict that you will speak more Italian throughout 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, my prediction will be that the best-selling fighting game of 2017 will not be Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Ooh. but it will be Injustice 2. Okay. Injustice 2, I think, is going to be a surprise for folks. People are already really excited about the kind of uh, graphical fidelity that they've seen come out of that game that has changed significantly in the last time it was uh, shown. Um, and I think that NetherRealm, again, with all of the craziness that's been happening in the esports side of things with Echo Fox picking up uh, Justin Wong, Sonic Fox, 
and like three other like mean bad dudes in the in this in the game world that is going to be what is pushing uh esports forward uh not ultimate but injustice 2 is going to have a huge year so uh take a chance on that game i'm sure it's going to be real real dope so, all right word um so what's the last one the, this these are the outrageous ones for the, the but i mean the, if you get them the, if you get them right you're dope right well um, you know look all right doper. so so here we go <laughs> so, so, so we're gonna be like patrick you is coming back to the <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Mason's back. Right. Hey, yo, come on, Mason's dead, <laughs> <the> yo. Dead. <laughs> I know, dead. but that, that's why it would be like a hey, he's that's coming like, back. It's, that's survival like horror like, of basketball. <laughs> survival horror. <laughs> Longest episode of Ghost Dad ever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! All right, all right. So, um, so my stretch is this, um. Destiny 2 will will release this year. It will sell well, but it will flop. People will stop playing it the same way they played. uh, They stopped playing The Division. Mm, Okay. Wow. You think it's just people just not going to have the love for it? I think I think what's I think what's going to happen is. Um, and this is, you know, I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. I really, honestly, uh, full disclosure, I just had to think of this shit right now. Um, so I, I think, I think that, um, that what's going to happen is that Activision is going to try and give you more of the same and, and, and a richer story. And it's just not going to resonate they're going to try and go back to the well and it's just not going to resonate the same way that the original destiny did um and in fact i think that the um original destiny players will uh not want to go through that grind again to level up new characters in that same universe all right reef a lot of bungee fanboys are going to just yeah they about to get you come at me bro <laughs> Come. You better not cross the street. You're going to get right. hit by a fucking sparrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come get your ass. Oh, man. All right. So my, yeah, so my prediction is that this is the last year that you will see Microsoft or Sony at E3. Wow. Ooh, that's wow. a good but one. But you know what? so crazy about that prediction. The brilliance of that prediction is... You can't even tell him that he's wrong at the end of the year. You've got to wait until That's July right. wait until the of whole 2018. you got to wait 18 months to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> I can't help you to do Oh, man. No. That was brilliant. That was brilliant, that is, that, is the, that is the longest right. yeah, prediction. I, hold on. Let me put a cap on something. so I can doff it to you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think they will be encouraged by Electronic Arts. Um, and I think that they will hold their, you know, they already have their own events. Like PSX was like right. enormous. Right. Um, you know, and I think that they will start to see that the dollars are not working out for them. Mm. And that the dollars will take precedence over sort of the publicity that they get during E3. Mm. 
and they will say sayonara, and that will begin. E3's uh, gonna pretty much be just dominated by the you know by the third parties. So oh, so you believe that they will leave E3, but E3 will survive. Yes, E E3 will survive because these because companies that are not the major publishers still need to get their stuff out and they still need to get it. Well, EA's doing it on you know EA wasn't there. Well, EA no. E, so yes, I'm I'm not talking about the EAs. I'm I'm not talking about the major major third parties. Like I'm not talking about the EAs or the UBs. Right. Or okay. I, I'm I'm talking about like you know ninety five percent of the industry. Right. Basically. Right. You okay. know. So so like I still think that there is still a need for that kind of uh, conference, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be different. I think so, the big boys are going to be out. So you're thinking it'll be more of a trade show than a than a conference. I mean, it's a trade show. I mean, it is, you know? I guess. Um, but it's definitely changed because now, especially with GameStop having its own right. show where they basically talk about all the kind of stuff in terms of stocking retail and stuff that they used to talk about at E3. Um, you know, I think that, the you know, it's it's going to be a really different show starting in 2018. Hmm. So oh. that's my oh. prediction. Okay. I got a double prediction because oh, I can oh do that because I'm last. Double your flavor. <laughs> double your flavor. Double your fun. Uh, that's how they grew up. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> that's something real nasty. Yeah, it did. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Will. Don't you talk about my mama. Will we, have Destiny 2 in it. Will. <laughs> Will. Have some VR feature in it. Wow. Really? When it releases. Or shortly afterwards. Okay. Second prediction is a major character in that game will be black. <laughs> ah. A major character in that game will be a person of color. Um or will be in blackface. Which is it? Or will be a cow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a cow with dreads. It'll be a black and white cow. <laughs> Or it will be a horseshoe rider. Right. It'll be black. Right. Uh, but I. But I think. I think honestly, a character in that game will be a person of color mm. that is a major character that you play. Wow! Oh, Did wow. you get to play? Oh, as? so so yep. so a major playable character. Right. Yes, wow. I think a major playable character in that game will be a person of that color. That would be that would be enormous for Rockstar if that happens. And if I get this one, I want. Everyone to say I got it. Yeah, no, this, this, I, I will definitely give you props if yeah. you get this one because yeah. I don't That's believe Rockstar would do it. So if you hear it on Kind of Funny, be like, yo, Casa that shit first. <laughs> right. You see it on some other show, be like, Casa yeah. that shit right. first. Yeah, no, I, th- okay. I thought you were going to like predict that Red Dead was basically going to be season one of Westworld. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, My prediction Wright. is that Red yeah, Dead will be the playable a- character is Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! That That's the black guy. Yeah, right. perfect. Yep, perfect. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Red Dead. Red Dead would be the story of eating beets and then taking a shit, <laughs> right. and then thinking that you almost died. Um, that happened to me the other day. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm dying!" Anyway. Oh, oh, here. You know what? I'm gonna cheat too. Um, you can't cheat. I'm, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. I do it. Uh, so the Scorpio. Here's my prediction. Uh, Scorpio will have uh, a camera attachment available um that will come with it even though the connect was a failure the camera attachment 
there will be some type of camera available for uh, the Scorpio at launch. Wow. Damn. For VR. So just, like a re- just a regular cam- just like a For VR. Like a webcam? Something for are they are they still doing? They still have their partnership with with, uh, with Oculus. Oculus. Well, so there is a, there is a partnership with Oculus for the Microsoft for the Xbox One controller, but there's mm-hmm. not an a partnership for between Microsoft and Oculus right now for mm-hmm. Scorpio, but. They said it will be okay. compatible with, you know, well, it will the Xbox be. Xbox cops just came and got seen. Right, right. It, 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 it will be, it will be um, compatible with VR. So it will be VR capable uh, at launch. So in order for it to be VR capable, there, uh, you know, either either the Vive or the the uh, Rift, then needs to be a camera. Um, so, so they have to have a camera available for it okay. in order to encourage okay. you to, to and, get VR. And like, you think all that's going to be wrapped in $400, $400, three ninety nine ninety nine. I also said it will be sub $500, but I believe the price will be three ninety nine ninety nine. Don't be trying to hedge your bets. Three ninety nine. Hey, hey look, three ninety nine ninety nine is what it's I going to be sub $2 million. Right. $3.99. <laughs> Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I got it. Uh, right. I can't be wrong. Oh, God. This is that kind uh, look, of number look, stuff that's like the housing You're the person. one who sit here and talk about <laughs> how how you can't, we can't, we got to wait 18 months to figure out if your prediction is right. You going to give me, give me shit you over $100. Front <laughs> you can't front those seat. That was, that, was that was some Trump ass. Oh, hell yeah, son. Bigly. <laughs> <laughs> You know what though? That actually leads us really well into the last part there of the show. There you go. Segway. Seg- segways uh, will make a comeback right. in 2017. <laughs> oh, Red Dead go. with Segways. Yo, Yo. Uh, the monster dude, uh, CES at their monster, the monster um, press conference. The dude was riding mm-hmm. a Segway throughout the entire conference. Wow. Yo, check it out. It's on video. I don't even want to know what that is. Anyway. We had a phenomenal year here in Chicago in 2016. That is thanks to all of you at home. Without a doubt, you are the folks who make all this happen and make all this dopeness uh, worth it and make all this dopeness fun and get, uh, get, give us the ability to kind of bring ourselves and our stories and our, you know, our drunken bourbon to you every <laughs> week. Um, and I think, you know, Speaking for for the crew for a hot second, you know, we take a huge amount of pride in having one of the best shows in the gaming space. Uh, We are consistently, when it comes to iTunes, in the top 200 every week uh, in the other games category. Uh, That is not something to sniff at when you think about the numbers of podcasts that are out there that that are getting made every day and also the video game section of of any of the podcasting space is really flooded right now. So the fact that we're in the top 200 every week is huge for us. It is bigly in the words of Cicero. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But also, I think that we create some of the best content on the planet. I think there are very few shows that have the the, the amounts of guests that we have, the kinds of guests that we have, and the conversations that we have with those folks. 
Um, and I think really quickly, you know, go around the horn, just talk about, you know, what was some of your quick like highlights from the year 2016? Who were some of the favorite folks you got a chance to talk to? Some of the favorite conversations we got to have? And then we'll throw a couple of quick numbers at you just so you know that we're not lying about being some of the dopest folks on the planet. So, uh, Reef, let, let folks know real quick, you know, who who is some of the folks you really uh, would think about in 2016 that you had some fun talking to? Sure. Uh, so my first highlight was, you know, joining the show formally as a co-host. I mean, that was amazing. Um, really, uh, you know, have really enjoyed my time here. Um, you know, obviously I was a guest before that, but being official and being part of a lot of the behind the scenes stuff has been really cool. Um, so that's been my number one highlight. Um, number two was going to GDC. Um, it was my first gaming industry event I've ever been to. Um, so getting to meet, uh, in the face, um, a lot of people that, you know, I've tweeted with that I've shared with being able to go like have a random lunch with Adam Sessler, you know, just like, yeah. just he's like, just, <laughs> we almost killed, we almost killed. I know, Cicero. and you know, choking C. <laughs> I just choked him with the force, y'all. Like, like that was a my aspirations. I, I know. I, I just, I just force choked him. You know, I mean. Uh, I, I can't help it. I mean, the force works over Wi-Fi, you know, I'm <laughs> oh telling my you. God. Um, but, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, no, go, going to my first inter- industry event as press with the podcast was amazing. Um, and like, uh, also shout out to, um, Tanya from I Need Diverse Games for her scholarship program to GDC. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that was great. Unfortunately, I had to miss E3, um, but like GDC was clearly a huge, 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 huge thing. Um, I think my uh, other, um, highlight, um, was celebrating our hundredth episode, you know? Um, and like I have, having like Laura Hudson on was like a really dope way to just cap off that like milestone. Um, you know, um, and, and yeah, I, I went and I re-listened to that show and it was great and we were happy and we like knocked down, you know, you know, a bunch of like nice stats and like those kind of things. So I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's, I, I, I can't thank every guest that I thought was great because just literally like we just <laughs> had so many great conversations and all the feedback that I got was like always like, you know, I've heard from these people on other shows or other articles or that kind of stuff, but I've never heard them so open, so comfortable and so willing to talk about things outside of their own projects, um, you know, as, as they heard on our show. Um, and I'm really proud of that. Like, I'm really proud that we can, you know, get people in their comfort zone and that we have that level of respect for people that make the things that we love, you know, and they in turn have that respect to us. So it's been a really special year. And uh, thank you, everyone, for helping uh, us to thrive in it. Word. C, any 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 nice thoughts and anecdotes from twenty six? I mean, I've got lots of thoughts. Uh so the 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 big the big one that stands out of course is uh going to E three. Um any any serious gamer who's worth their salt that pays attention to uh gaming media um always dreams about going to E three. Um, and this year I got to go for the very first time and that was, it was everything I thought it was going to be and more, um, uh, just being able to go there and grind and hustle was like having a purpose. 
um, I think made it even better than just going and and seeing it and 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 uh, you know taking it all in. Um, as Reef said, I, I can't I can't pick a, a, a favorite guest um, because it's it's you know it's impossible. It's really impossible to do. Um, the conversations that we've had throughout this, the course of this year have just been you know remarkable. Um, we had a a really fantastic first year, but our second year made made our first year look like tiddlywinks. Um, yeah, I said tiddlywinks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I, clearly, clearly, the highlight of this year. Um, you know, and again, uh, to echo what Reef said, one of the highlights was uh, bringing Reef on board full time. Um, you know, he. He had always been part of the secret sauce that made uh, Spawn on Me great, made Bricago great, um, bringing him in full time and, and having uh, having his voice added to ours, even behind the scenes, has really, I think, helped the show grow uh, exponentially. And um, but but honestly, the highlight of this year was uh, getting to press the flesh and, and hug it out with my brother. Khalif Adams, man, you know, that yeah. was uh, being able to meet you on June 1st, 2016. And, uh, you know, shout out to all those cats over at the uh, the NBA 2K Road to the Finals Championship. Um, but, you know, being able to spend that 24 hours with you and, and Paris and Milton <laughs> um, was 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 really was really, 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 really dope. And then and then, of course. Uh, the following week, spending a week uh, doing much of the same thing um, at E3 was was amazing. Uh, this is this is definitely 2016 was a shitty year for a lot of things, but personally, uh, 2016 was uh, a, an amazing year, and I think it was a, a, a phenomenal year for Chicago. Yeah, man, it was it, 2016 was a really interesting bunch of emotions and thoughts and work and it's really hard to put on a really good show every week because you just have to figure out how to just make everything work and knowing that I have Reef and C here with me to get this stuff done and to make something that no one else is doing feels really really good every week we get to do some dope stuff and it's funny for as many, as many times as we've been tired or we've been sleepy like or we've been right now. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> there is nothing better than jumping on our microphones, yeah. jumping on our cameras and, and I get to see my brothers and we get to do work. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it feel it feels important. No doubt. It feel it feels good and it feels like we are you know, people talk about legacy and stuff like that. I was never a person who really thought about legacy. I was like happy I made it to the age of twenty five. I was like, hey, you black. I, I, I'm black and I made it to twenty five. But it feels like this feels like, regardless of how it all turns out, that we, for whatever time that we've been doing this, have have stamped our name somewhere, mm-hmm. and it feels like that feels important. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to, getting to finally meet my brother C. Man, sitting on the phone that one day talking shit about NBA yeah. <laughs> to to being in the to being in the pews at E three right right is a huge accomplishment yeah. and it it felt so good to be able to see 
C get to run around and do some of the stuff I got to do last the year prior and like run around and go meet people and go have those conversations and go interview folks. And it was, it brought, it brought a lot of joy to me to be able to see that we could do all this and, and to, to, to get things uh, in a place of prominence. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can see this. If you're watching the video, (laughs) Uh, Uh this is, this is a stack of business cards from E3. Yep. This, this, this is grind. This is grind. Grind. That is definitely grind, man. Mm-hmm. That's definitely grind. Um, that's one thing. Reef coming onto the show again, you know, from our old days of character select to now, getting to see him blow up from blogging while Brown, uh, the blogging while Brown conference, to going to hang out with Neil Tyson DeGrasse and, and, and Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Sorry. Yeah, you always I always botch his name. I always botch his name. Neil Tyson Tyson. That's ludicrous. Getting to see. <laughs> Getting to see him blow that stuff up, and then now with math looks good and science looks good and everything else, and and having him be a part of this means a lot to me too. Uh, to 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 see all of us get to this place where we didn't think that this was going to be a thing after meeting in Twib, right? You know, this week in Blackness <laughs> forums and stuff like that. Um, but there are a lot of great conversations that we had this year, and that that to me is the thing that sticks with me. Like a lot of folks get to have their shows and again i contend that we uh we're not in competition with other folks because we have our own lane like mm-hmm. that's what I, that's the way i that's the way i feel um getting to finally get austin walker on the show oh, was was was, was phenomenal uh we had that great show about swatting mm-hmm. uh with jason fergone yeah. uh which was amazing we got to bring our brother evan narciss back on the show <laughs> which was amazing <laughs> And we had we had so many heart and we and the the dope thing about it was those are like just three of the names of folks that are just out in the world. Right. But I we also got to do some like bucket list stuff right. this year too. Jaffe, right? I get, we got Jaffe on the right. show. We had David Jaffe on the show, right. and we talked about race with David Jaffe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A conversation that I doubt you would have ever heard anywhere right. else, right? <laughs> um, and again, we got to kick ass during E3 and, and bust out right. stuff and, and did some really great numbers this right. year, which I want to kind of dig into really quick. But also, really, before I, before I do that, Spawn for Good last year was phenomenal. Yes. Oh, you're right. That's, a, yeah. that's yes. the thing that, you know, yes. we, we pride ourselves as well as, as besides having the great conversations of doing something that we feel is really important. When we feel like, you know, we're going into 2017 with President <laughs> and... <laughs> And there's a lot of folks who are worried about, you know, their well-being and a lot of folks are having this, you know, this conscious uh, uh, worry about their conscious right now because they're trying to figure out what they can do. We got a chance to, to make a difference for whatever whatever time we did that weekend. And we hope to do that again uh, for our next event that's happening soon, the 14th and 15th and 16th. Um, so, you know, getting to work with the abortion fund folks was was phenomenal. Shout out to Jenny Cotting and the rest of the, the rest of that crew over at the National Network of Abortion Funds. But, you know, we did over 90 hours of content this year. You know, we did 90 hours of content, 90 plus hours of content in 2016. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even take into account. That's just what you got to hear. Right, right. That's not right. even the grind that goes before that stuff. Right. You know, we had it's like two years. It's like a year and a half, right. two years to get that media molecule show right. that we did this year. Uh, it took about a year and some change to get the show that we had with Zoe Quinn this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, we do this because we want to do something different in the space, and we also definitely want to uh, continue to do something that no one else 
is giving you in this content space. Mm -hmm. So um, we had over 50 guests this year. Mm -hmm. uh, half of those were either women or people of color. Right. Uh, I'm immensely proud of us for being able to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't just talk the talk, we walk it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what, what else, what else, guys? Is there anything else that you guys can think of really quickly before we get up out of here that kind of stayed with you? Or, or, or you had like a really good feeling about. Yeah, um, I, I had a really good feeling. Um, episode uh, one twenty four, where there was just a rash of police brutality, sure shootings, and right. we just sort of took the time to record a show, just expressing our feelings about that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which again, I know that we had a lot of conversation on, oh, but we got a gaming show, and do we really want to do this? You know on the same feed as we have the gaming stuff. And I feel like we made the decision that, you know, that this show is about us and we, you know, we just needed to have that like catharsis. And I feel like we built the kind of community that's willing to accept us as people, not just, you know, gaming, uh, you know, gaming podcasters right. as, as like whole people. Um, so being able to do that, seeing both the love that I got, you know, from people that identify with it and to hear from people that are not of color that were, that were like, wow, like I, I was not even sort of aware of those kind of feelings around this. Um, I thought was a really special moment. Um, you know, 2016 was very difficult for a number of reasons, but that was definitely one, just the constant, just killing of unarmed, uh, people, Right. Um, you know, and I, so I'm really glad that we got to, um, to do that show. Right. Yeah. You, um, another touchstone for me, uh, going back to E3 is having people genuinely know who we, we were and, you know, and, you know, even if they didn't know us by face, they knew us by reputation um, right. and, and that was really humbling. Um, you know, obviously Khalif has gotten a chance to go to E3 and, and Sharif and, and Cobb went to GDC and, and, and Cobb went to GDC, uh, two years ago, but, but, um, that was my first time I had been to a couple of local conventions, but that was my first time going to E3, uh, being at a strictly gaming industry and you know and the gaming industry uh event uh held at least domestically um right well, you know a lot of times when we when we do the show it really does feel like you're doing it in a vacuum you know i'm i'm doing it with two of my uh, uh two of my close friends um i don't know if you're my closest friends yet i don't know if i like you making cookies that <laughs> much um <laughs> but um but but you know you you do it in a vacuum and and you talk to the people that you talk to normally um and and you know that they're engaged uh but to hear people that you don't talk to at all uh whether it be via mm. social media or anything else hear that they're engaged really allows me to know validates the work the hard work that we've put in to uh to to producing this show and and doing something good for the people, um, you know, for us and and for everyone else, and and like like Ha said, uh, spawn for good, you know, and and we'll talk in in a couple of a couple of seconds about uh, spawn for good three, but uh, I mean, 
if we did nothing else, Spawn for Good, if we had nothing else in our legacy, Spawn for Good is a thing that we can sit back and say, yeah, we, you know, we did some shit. Um, anecdotally, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this much. I've got a, an uncle who is, uh, I love him to death, um, but he's a hotep uncle. Um, <laughs> he, he, he is... Um, I got one too, man. right? Right. So I got, I got, I got a couple. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and you know, so you know, he's all about you know what the oppressor is doing to us and blah 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 blah. And you know, when I when I told him about what I was doing with with spawn spawn on me and and uh, you know what we do here in Chicago, he's like, oh, you know, so what? You're you're talking about video games. You're not making video games. What are you doing to help the people? Um, and I talked to him about Spawn for Good, and it shut him up. Um, wow. You know, that's right. Right. Anti hotep weapon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it was, it was the anti. Right. Right. I, I, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so spawn for good is our way to bring truth to power. Um, you mm. know, and, and, um, it is, it is so, I'm you know, like this weekend is coming up really soon. I am so excited, so excited to you know, to not only play games and engage with the community, but to spread awareness and do our best to help people that need help, um, and that's what's so important, and that's what's so wonderful about what we do, and why I love being here week in and week out, is we have great conversations and we're able to affect change and do positive things for the world. Really quickly, before we talk about Spawn for Good, we talked a lot about predictions for games and about a whole bunch of other stuff. Do we have any aspirational things or or, or stretch goals or wishes that we want to share with, with the world? You know, I, I'm, I'm big on saying things out loud and hopefully they come Put true. it out to the universe. Put it out to the universe. Hopefully the universe will come back with, with something for you. Any Anything like that for, for Bricago? You go first, mm-hmm. Reed. I mean, we shared the list of sort of guests that we're looking to get. So, like, I think everybody on that kind of falls into this as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think – let me see. I'd have to think about that, really. Um, okay. Kyle, why don't you go first since you asked yeah, the question? Yeah, think about it. I, I want – because this – when I think back on 2016, I think about we as three black black people – got to do stuff that you don't see a lot of black people do in gaming. Mm -hmm. And I think the ability for us to have been on GameSpot and IGN really made me think that there will hopefully be, and I want this to happen. This is the thing I like cross my fingers and, and hope for is that there will be more opportunities for all of us to, to, to do things like that again in 2017 like I, I think I think that 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 lit a fire under me that was not it was there before, but it grew a lot after doing that. And it was like, wow, we are the only black people who have been on these on these major, major yeah. gaming sites and major gaming outlets for as long as I can remember. I think I saw one other black one other black person since we were on and he was on IGN doing a, a let's play like a live let's play thing that they do. Right. And besides that, I've seen no other yeah, no other people of color. It's no sad. People, so, yeah. so I'm like, maybe we can be those people. Yeah. Maybe we can be maybe be that group of folks. 
You know what I mean? And I think that that's a doable thing. We just need people's support and we need people to shout people out about us. And we need, you know, the confidence in ourselves to be able to go do it. And I think we got that. Right. So that's what I'm hoping for. Right. I um, So my aspirational thing is I, I don't know if it's a thing that can happen in 2018 just uh, because of logistics. But I would love I want the three of us to be in a room together to to do a either in studio recording of Spawn on Me or a live recording of Spawn on Me in front of an audience. Mm, that's a that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I want that real bad actually. Yeah, yeah that's a good. One. Thank you. Thank you. I do this. Good job. Good job, Bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess my, mine is to be uh to have the show pay for itself and and mm. some so to have a you know um to have our funding um to a point where our basic maintenance of keeping episodes up and you know attending the things that we need to attend and that kind of stuff um is funded like i i think that that's a goal that i have um, because I think that, you know, we, we do provide a service and I think if we work hard enough and we, and we position it in the right way that, you know, we can get the money that we need to really take it to the next level. There you go. Word. There you go. And then, well, then hopefully Reef will be in a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. There you go. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. Rampage. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's in one of them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're about to get up out of here again. Spawn for Good is coming. Uh, it is coming soon. Uh, we are still looking for folks who want to stream with us, who want to game with us, who want to be a part of the weekend. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that you are a part of it so that you can help donate for One Simple Wish and for everybody else who is out there who is in need. Uh, we definitely want to talk to you and want folks to be able to be down. So, you know, shoot us an email. Uh, we'll give that in a minute with the social media business. But also, again, you know, thank you to everyone who, who sits down and watches stuff like this, who listens to our show every week, um, you know, who writes the who writes the reviews on iTunes and who puts that stuff out there and tweets at us and tells us that we're dope and, you know, tweets at us the, follow, the, the, the Friday follow stuff and all that stuff. It really does mean a lot to us. You know, we, we think about it and behind the scenes, we talk about it a lot about how lucky we are to have grown a, a really dope community around, you know, blackness as the foundation which is mm -hmm. not something that a lot of people are willing to say out loud yeah so you know we we thank everybody for doing that every week um and see let everybody know the social media business before we get up out of here and then we get up out of here all right uh before we get to social media business um i i want to give a special shout out to the grand admiral of bacargo um the station head of esn Moises Chulian, because he's, you know, he he um, he thought highly of the show a while, you know, back when hardly anyone knew what it was, and and he's really held us down over over the last year or so. Um, so while we were thanking everyone, um, I think it we would be remiss if we didn't uh, thank him and ESN for all of their efforts to promote the show. And to host the show and, and to, to really be a good backbone um, for what Spawn on Me is. So, um, you know, mushy shit out of the way. Moises, we love you. Happy New Year. Um, you know, Word. all that stuff. Anytime, anytime she gets mushy, 
much as anytime he gets much really quickly before you get the social media business i have one other shout out my home my homie from microsoft gabby who is the project manager she is the program manager i believe uh, over at xbox so if you ever have if you've ever seen one of the dope controllers and the hardware that gets made so the she's behind the you know the uh you can color your own your own controller now Mm -hmm. right She's behind that program. Okay, She's like cool. the, the driving force behind that. So, you know, that Gears of War uh, right, that uh, bundle that you saw, yeah. she was behind developing that right. and Very making dope. that stuff. She is going, uh, she, she let me know about uh, a, a guy who's out there who's having some hard, who's having some hard luck. Mm. Um, and I want everyone in Chicago to go shout him out on Twitter. His name is Xbox Addict. He is a huge Xbox fan. He loves all their stuff. He's like, He's like gotten every controller that you can ever think of, every piece of like hardware because he's that big of an Xbox fan. So if you can, when you hear this, give him a shout out. We'll put his name and his Twitter handle in the show notes uh, and give him some love and shout him out and tell him that the folks from Chicago sent you. Okay, that would that would be a really cool thing to do. So it's Xbox attic like a crack attic or Xbox attic like uh, he's in the top floor of a house like. Addict. Yeah, which one would you think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, use your, use your context clues. <laughs> right. shout, out, like, shout out to you, Xbox Addict. You need to burn screen, bear that shit out, and figure it out, god damn it. <laughs> Fucking addict in the damn top of the house. God damn it. Please let everyone have the social media businesses. Thank you so much. Jesus Christ. So social media, social media businesses as follows. Um, if you want to listen to, or if you want to contact us, um, and you know you're you're interested in Spawn for Good uh, happening MLK weekend, um, uh, basically uh, this weekend. If you're listening to this show, the week it is released, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Spawn on Me. If you want to find our host information individually, you can find it in the bio information for uh, the Spawn on Me page. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can go to Spawn on Me podcast at gmail.com. You can send an email there. If it's over 140 characters, you don't want to leave it on Twitter. Uh, you can send it there. Uh, if you want to check out our site, you want to go to Spawn on dot me. Uh, that will have this episode and all of our previous episodes, along with uh, any other uh, cool stuff that we're doing, like Spawn for Good. Uh, maybe I've mentioned we're going to be doing Spawn for Good, but we're going to be doing Spawn for Good. We're going to be Spawning for Good. Um, so when uh, you're not Spawning for Good and you want to listen to our show, uh, you want to go to your favorite podcatcher like iTunes or NPR One or Google Play or whatever it is. If that place gives you the ability to uh, subscribe or rate or review it, uh, please do so. Um, it it really, really helps. It really, really does. Uh, I know I'm kind of silly about it, but but it seriously, it, it definitely helps us. Um, and uh, yay, look, man, just make sure you contact us. If you see us walking on the street, take pictures, but don't take pictures by themselves. Say hello to us. And then tell your friends that you saw us and tell your friends that the Spawn on Me podcast is one of the dopest podcasts, both gaming and non-gaming, available on the internet. Word. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel I feel like I should just Word. be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shana Paul. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, Bricago, thank you so much for joining us this week and every week for the Spawn of Me podcast. We will say peace. 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 Can't see my mouth when I say that. <laughs> <laughs>